Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. The Lord has put you here, and it's not to be, uh, uh, can you imagine if your arm just isn't working? You have one arm that's not working. It's like, oh my goodness, uh, or it's broken and it's in a sling and it can't work. You recognize how important one arm is. That we would not be a, a dead weight in the, in the body of Christ. That everyone, it says we are members within the body of Christ. The moment you gave your life to the Lord. And if you've not given your life to the Lord, you need to give your life to the Lord. And if you have given your life to the Lord, you need to totally surrender to him. And do what the Lord would have you do. Andrew mentioned one word from Ephesians 5, verse 27. It's glorious. A glorious church. Jesus is coming back soon, and he's coming back for a glorious church. Not a, a, a wimpy church, not a dead church, not a defeated church. He's coming back for a glorious church. And so it's like, Lord... Even as you examine yourself, even as I would examine myself, I say, I, I recognize, man, I know I have weaknesses. I know that I have flaws. I know that I, I, I haven't arrived yet. There's still things that the Lord is doing in my life. But I just thank God that it says that his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. And Paul even goes so far as to say, I will therefore boast in my weaknesses. I'm going to boast. I'm going to glory in my weaknesses because when I am weak, then I am strong. The power of God is made available for us because we are depending on Almighty God. We have to. And the Lord is saying, man, I want to work through you. I want to work on you. I want to work through you. And so tonight... We're in our prayer time tonight, and, and we're, I'm going to go through a few things very quickly, and then we'll get into prayer. Um, we're, we're, gonna be, we're talking about the harvest, or we're going to be praying about the harvest tonight. You might say, what's the harvest? The harvest are souls. And our, it's beautiful. Our, it was impressed on our sister to talk about the fact that we need to, to save souls. That's exactly what we're praying for tonight is, is different aspects of souls being saved. I'll tell you, one of the most exciting things for me as a pastor is as exciting as it is to, to be here on a Wednesday night and teach on, on Sundays most often to preach and uh, to be with different people. But the most exciting thing for me is out. out side of, of, of even uh, the regular things that I might do from week to week is, is to lead someone to Christ by far, is to lead somebody to Christ. That is the greatest thing that we can do. In his final statement and statements to the church that Jesus gave before he left this planet, I want to read uh, two of them. One from Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And we call this, or it's been called, the Great Commission. When you're commissioned to do something, 
you are, are, are saying, I'm giving you authority to do this certain task. You're being commissioned. And it's not by, by anybody. In fact, when a, uh, in the Navy, when a captain uh, uh, takes charge of a ship, he comes in, in fact, it was in the past, but, but even I, I would assume that they're still doing this after hundreds of years of doing this, especially in the British Navy. So when a new captain is coming on board, uh, the entire crew, all the, the sailors, all the crew is assembled, and there's a, a reading of the commissioning, and basically it's being given authority to have authority. I'm giving you authority to have authority and to do a task. And so the, the captain would read in the fact that he's been commissioned by higher authorities to be captain and to do, to carry out command of the ship and to carry out the, the, the instructions that have been given to him. Commission. This is a great commission. Because it's from the ultimate authority, Jesus Christ. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm commissioning you. And one of the words that came up just uh, last month in December was the word commission from this, just to, to change and just put a hyphen between, rather than commission, commission, as in the Lord is commissioning us and saying, you know what, you are not going out on your own. It says here, I am with you always, right to the end of the age. I will be with you in what I've called you to do. So I, it'll be co a co-mission that means together. Together we will do what needs to be done. And I just say, Lord, thank you for the privilege of serving you. And thank you for the privilege and honor of the responsibility that you're giving me. Thank you for the authority that you're giving me. All authority has been given to him. And he's saying, I'm giving you authority to do what you need to do. In these last days, I want you to go out. I want you to make followers of me to get saved. I want that, there's a, that they're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want you to teach them all things that I've commanded you. The things that you've learned, I want you to teach those that get saved. I want you to teach them the things that, that I've commanded you. And you've come to know, teach them. And the Lord is saying, I'm going to be with you right to the end. Right to the end. Praise the Lord. Uh, another passage that I want to just touch in on. And it says, uh, this is from Ephesians chapter 3. When it comes to coming for souls. To see souls saved. I was talking to someone the other day. He mentioned their grandmother. Their, their grandmother is dying. Grandmother is dying. Actually, no, it was, sorry, it was uh, the mother. The mother 
person's mother-in-law is dying. I said, is she ready to go? Well, she's got her will done. I says, well, that's, that's good. It's good to have a will. Is she ready to go? Uh, yeah, she's mentally, she's realizing she's dying. I said, well, that's, that's good. She knows that she's dying. Is she ready to go? Has she given her life to the Lord? Has she confessed her sins? Has she given her life to the Lord? Well, no, she's not a, reli she's not a religious person. She's not a religious person. I said, I, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about uh, being ready and right before the Lord by who he is and what he's done. I said, she needs to be ready to go. Do you know where she's going to spend eternity if she doesn't get ready? Eternity is a long time. It's forever. They're going to spend eternity in hell. I said, your mother-in-law is going to spend eternity apart from God forever. Somebody's got to talk to her. You need to talk to her, or I would be more than happy to talk to her. And I, I recognize I was a little bit blunt. I said, I remember years ago, lady that I worked with, her husband was dying. I said to her, I said, Linda, I would be more than happy. And it wasn't one time. But it was a few times, this is way before I was a pastor. I said, I would be more than happy to go talk to your husband, Al. I'd met him a number of times at school functions and whatever. Uh, he'd come out or staff get gatherings. So I had met him. And so I, I pressed her on it. The guy's dying. He knows he's dying. She knows he's dying. And I said two or three times, I said, listen, I, I would be, I, I need to come. I would, or not need to come, but I, I would like to come I, just to share with him so he can be ready to go. Here was a statement. It's, it stands out. Um, no, David, it's, it's all right because uh, I don't want him to be offended. What? I don't want him to be offended. I'm okay with him going to hell. I don't want him to be offended while he's dying. This is the, I, I, I don't understand. Now listen. Ephesians uh, chapter 3, and I just want to say, we are coming for souls. We need to be coming for souls. To tear down the obstacles. Unto me, this is verse 8, Ephesians 3, 8. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints was this grace given to preach unto the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I was given the task, as Paul saying, I, I, was, I was the least of the saints. Paul was responsible for killing people that followed Jesus. And God transformed his life and he because of Paul starting off, and the Gentiles, we're Gentiles. Whoever's not a Jew is a Gentile. We're Gentiles. Because of Paul, 2,000 years ago, 
going out and preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, the gospel spread all over. And here we are 2,000 years later, a result of one man being obedient to the Lord. One man, Paul. Half the New Testament. He's written 13 books or slash letters in the New Testament, and it's written by Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit inspired him. For me, to, the, this grace was given to preach unto the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the dispensation or the, this, this period of the mystery which for ages hath been hid in God who created all things. I'm, I'm just realizing I've got a King James, or King James Version here with the word half. So if it's not exactly the same, it's on top. Forgive me. Dis dispensation, I say, what's a dispensation? A dispensation is a period of time. It's a period of time. So right now we're living in a dispensation of grace. And it's lasted now for 2,000 years where the grace of God is being poured out and his wrath isn't coming down, uh, but his grace is coming down to say, you can be saved. You can be saved. You can be saved. So this dispensation of the mystery, which for ages was or has been hid in God who created all things, to the intent, this is what I want you to hear now, to the intent that now onto the principalities, we're talking about the demonic rulers, there's different rankings of angels, de demons. They used to, f to know God and be in his presence, and they chose to, to follow this angel that just by a thought of pride says, well, I can be like God, and he fell. Just with a thought, he fell, and he took one-third of the angels with him. And there's different rankings. It says, to the intent that now unto the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places might be made known through the church, the manifold wisdom of God. By the church. That the church, that the principalities would begin to shake because of the church, that he is a glorious church, that would go out in the power of the Holy Spirit and do the works that God would have us do in these last days. Can somebody get excited? I'll tell you right now. Amen. I'm excited about what the Lord still has for us to do. To the intent that now unto the principalities and the powers and the heavenly places might be made known through the church, the manifold, that means the varied and awesome uh, uh, wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access and confidence through our faith in him. We're talking the work that we would do is eternal when we would get somebody saved or even somebody that, uh, or the, the work that the Lord would do through us uh, as we keep our faith in Jesus Christ. It's an eternal thing. Wherefore, I ask that you may not faint at my tribulations for you, which are your glory, for your benefit. Thank God. Now, I want to read uh, in Matthew chapter 16. So there's an alluding here to come against uh, the demons and the principalities to sh to that the 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 wisdom of God would be shown through through us and the power of God the authority of God through us as individuals. Listen, whatever age you are at, whether you're a young young person, 
young adults, whether you're a little bit older, the things that the Lord still has for us at the end of this dispensation of grace is marvelous, is powerful. So, in Matthew chapter 16, verse, uh, uh, I'm going to read from, uh, yeah, verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, and this is Jesus asking, who do people say that I am? And so they gave some answers, some prophets, and, and, um, and then he said, well, who do you say that I am? And so Peter answers and says, well, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven has revealed to you the fact that I am the son of God. I am the Son of God, and it's been revealed, and the Father has revealed it to you. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. On this foundation of who Jesus is, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The gates of Hades, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Basically, he's saying, the things you bind, I'm giving you authority. And I will back you when you bind things that need to be bound. I'm going to back you from heaven. The things that need to be loosed or set free, I will back you from heaven that they, that will take place. The authority that we have is is amazing and is powerful. We need to begin to rise up to do and be the church. We need to be men and women of God used powerfully by God despite our weaknesses, despite the work that, that God is continuing on it on us. It will continue right to the day of the Lord. As soon as that trumpet sounds, we'll be changed in the twinkling of, a, of, of an eye and there will be no more issue regarding temptations and all those kinds of things gone in an instant and we will be perfect immortal incorruptible praise god praise god this thing of the gates of hell shall not prevail or the gates of hell i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it can i just ask you a question why would the church come against the gates of hell what for what reason sorry don't want to go there oh we need to we need to to prevail is to hold up to prevail is to hold up against the church why would the church even consider coming against the gates of hell And I, I, I'm going to ask Cheryl and my mom not to give an answer because you know the answer. Sorry? To show, well, that's one thing that we read from Ephesians 3 verse 10. To show the, the power of God, the intent of, of, of God is, is to show the power even to the rulers. and the. Why do we have to break down the gates of hell? It's like, I don't want anything to do with hell or Hades. Why? Let me ask you this. What is the most valuable thing that Satan has right now? Souls. One soul is worth more than the entire assets of the entire globe combined. One soul. 
That is the estimation and evaluation of the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all three of them. The estimation is that the value of your soul is worth more than all the, 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 the wealth of this world combined. Think about it. That's what God thinks about you as somebody that is alive and in existence. And it is the same estimation for the unbeliever because we were all at one point apart from God. And the estimation and evaluation is the souls that need to be saved. That's why the most important thing that Jesus said at the end as he was leaving, he, was, he, he, he didn't say, well, you know what? Uh, guys, make sure that, uh, that you don't have too many calories when you're eating. You know, that, that wasn't what he said, because it might kill you. What he said, I want you to go out. I want you to make disciples. Wherever, in every nation. And I want you to baptize them. I want you to teach them. I'm going to be with you. The Great Commission. And so the thing that we're coming against are the gates of hell that are, are containing, and I'm not talking about the ones that are dead. The ones that have died, we cannot get them. They're, they're, they're there. They will be there for eternity after, actually, when hell is thrown into the lake of fire. They're there for eternity. That's why my, my emphasis to this individual just the other night was I need I said, I am happy to talk to your, your, your mother-in-law. Let me talk to your mother-in-law. Do whatever you can to, to, or you talk to her. Don't, because if she dies, she will spend eternity in hell. And then the lake of fire. So she's got, if the Lord came back today, she's got about a thousand seven years left to be in hell. And then after the great white throne judgment, she'll be cast in the lake of fire. That was prepared. The lake of fire was prepared for Satan and the demons. We have a work to be done while we can. There are so many people. You know people at the gates of hell. We come against the gates of hell. Tonight we're going to be praying about strategies and things to use that we can do, uh, that we would pray for, Lord, give us what we need to do. Let there be a breaking down of whatever barrier is holding people back so that they would come to know the Lord. So Jesus said, here's what I like about what it says in Mark 16 when he talked about going out. He says, I, I'm going to give you, I read this last week, I believe. Uh, These signs will follow those who believe as they go out and preach the gospel, these signs will follow those who, who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he, he was received up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. It's a place of authority. Ultimate authority on the right hand of the Father. Now this is the verse I want to focus in on. Verse 20, Mark 16, verse 20. And it says, and they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through 
the accompanying signs. As they preached, the Lord says, I'm going to confirm the preaching with signs, miracles, powerful things happening to confirm the gospel. We have, we need to go out. We need to preach everywhere. You say, well, preach, I'm not a preacher. Just talk about what Jesus has done in your life as the door opens up for, for you to share with someone else about Jesus. Praise God. It says, and then it says, amen, as it ends off this beautiful book of Mark, the gospel, according to Mark. And uh, it says, amen, so be it, let it be. Praise the Lord. Okay. We're going to have to do this very quickly. I want you to quickly move, and I want you to get into groups again of three to five or so. If there's a few more, that's not the end of the world. But if you could move, get into groups, uh, uh, and if you have to move in a different section so that you're away from another group, uh, I'm going to give you, um, as you're, you're moving, we'll get uh, some things for you to to pray for all right come on guys and gals hey thanks for joining us we hope you enjoyed the sermon just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website lighthouseniagara.com